Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by all three of the boys, Matt, Kyle, and Thacker. And today, we've, we've got a, a big episode. I already know. We're, we're just starting to, to record for this. I already know how big of an episode this is about to be. We're talking about Hogwarts Legacy. And if that makes you angry, you can go ahead and click off the episode right now. We won't judge you one way or another. That's kind of fucking stupid, but uh, oh well, here we are. Um, it's an interesting game to talk about. There's a lot to discuss, and I think that all all four of us, one, we've all four beaten the game at this point, correct? Yes. Yeah. If not, you shouldn't be here, but yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but we've all beaten the game. We've all we've all put, I would say, at minimum 20, 25 hours into this game. We've played a lot of this game over the last couple of weeks. In fact, Matt, Matt generously bought himself the deluxe edition. No. <laughs> He didn't have the internet installed at his new house in order to take advantage of that. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I hope that was myself. kind of funny. The but internet at the old house still worked. He could have downloaded it. Oh well. well the old house also was kind of stinky. So, anyways, <laughs> at least it didn't burn down. <laughs> it didn't burn down. Like, okay, we're not going there. That's a whole other episode. But, anyways, back back on track. Uh. There's a lot of good in this game, and I feel like there's a lot to also look at kind of from a critical point of view. So let's dive into positives before we dive into criticism. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. You're getting really close to platinuming this game. In fact, by the I time am. this episode's come out, very realistic chance you've probably already platinumed it by the time this episode drops. Um, just overall thoughts as an open-world game, do you think that this game... One, I'll give you an easy one to start off with. This game, 100%, is justified in the price tag. There's a lot of content here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is so much shit to do in this game. I like the fact that it's open world. However, I think at a certain point, it didn't need to be that big. Um, for example, there are 97 Merlin trials in the game. Jesus Christ, when, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, and that's just the Merlin trials. When you're doing them, um, as you complete them, it'll upgrade your inventory space. But there's only like five tiers of challenges. You have to do 48 in total to uh, get the final inventory upgrade. The rest of the 97 give you nothing. So you have <laughs> to do it lame. for the trophy, though. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of stuff like that in here. There's treasure vaults in every corner of the map. They're just spread everywhere, and they don't really give you that good of gear. Bandit camps all over the place with collection chests. There's Revelio pages all over the map. I mean, there's a lot in this game. I think there might be a bit too much in this game. Um, But... If I could do anything with it differently, I, I would have made the map just a little bit smaller. Have Even if you want to cram it full of stuff, I think that's completely fine. The map was just a little bit too big. I agree with that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, as somebody who has a lot of experience with big maps, hello, Assassin's Creed. I call this game the Assassin's Creed of Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's very accurate. It's very yeah. accurate. <laughs> um, but... I fully agree. Like I was not expecting. So when this game was first announced, I wasn't expecting to be open world the way it is because like, you know, there are really? so many. Yeah. I was not expecting it because, you know, I'm just hearing, you know, I know there's Hogwarts. I know there's Hogsmeade. 
I didn't know there were going to be all these like surrounding villages, these little hamlets as they call them, you know, littered throughout the map. But I mean, you got to fill it up somehow. But even I've, I've had this conversation with Rusty about the map. They did not put a lot of time. Everything feels so copy and paste. Like you got, yes. you got the rivers running through, you got the little hamlets, you got, you know, all the different collectibles to find. This is like in the N64 days where a lot of games were called collectathons. And this is exactly what I compare this game to. Um, and then, you know, all throughout, they, they, they litter, you know, all these chests everywhere because this has like that type of loot system that you see in destiny and, and like those type of games. But a lot of the strong points I will say about this game is the fact that combat is incredible. I remember back before the game came out, a lot of the haters were posting the combat, but they were show, like, only pointing out very specific sets, and it was just like, you know, they were gifts. You can't really get the full idea of it. So I was like, oh, I saw this, and I was like, this is going to be so bad. But once you get into the combat, you get your spells, and you get quite a few in the beginning of the game, like a lot of the you know, very important ones that you're going to be using throughout the uh, the, the story. Um, the more you get, and what I did not expect was spell combos. They have like a couple of different um, tutorials about spell combos. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is really cool. Because like I can cast, you know, base spells and then I can shoot like, uh, you know, Levioso and then hit them with like, you know, a fire spell like I love the different combinations as you unlock more spells that you know with the help of the combat but then when it comes to the combat and this is kind of like uh I hate this kind of thing are colored shields on some of the enemy types yeah I just I don't care about uh I, I want to be able to use what spells I want but I get it it's it's to give a little bit of difficulty in the combat a little bit more strategy and or not just like shooting off whatever um but they did a really good job with that, and I was very happy with that, especially because over the years, like, wandling like, in Harry Potter has literally just become, like, your wand is your gun, and it's just like you're shooting <laughs> it. Like, they, like, well, originally adapted. Kyle, Kyle used it like a gun. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Kyle used it like a gun. Um, that's one of my most positive things that stick out for me. Yeah, so I have a lot to say about the combat, and I will say, I think for the first 15 hours or so of this game, I think that the combat is is awesome. I am right there with you that I loved it. I'll dive in a little bit more when we get into critique. I do think at some point, it gets a little repetitive. Yeah. Like, you kind of get in that flow of combat, and you stick to roughly the same four spells. I also didn't love... I didn't love like how uh, in terms of like stuff with the beasts that you would take and save from poachers. I didn't love that like feeding them, brushing them, and capturing them. Those took up spell slots. I was not really a fan of that personally. Yep. Uh, but we'll, we'll, again, again, dive, we'll dive a little more in Christian later. I do think that the combat for the early parts of this game, really, I think for over half of the game, I think the combat really is awesome. And I agree with you there that it feels like there's a lot of fluidity. The colored shields are, eh, they're not my favorite, but I get why they're there. Early on, I was like, eh, it kind of just takes away the freedom, but I, I understand kind of why they're there. Because otherwise, the game would be just way too easy uh, without them. Even though, worth pointing out, 
you can just press R1 and lift up a barrel and throw it at anyone with a shield and it goes through the shield <laughs> no matter what color they are. So, yeah. uh, Thacker. Yes. The last thing that I think really, really shines in this game, and, and it, it works kind of to a detriment of the main story, I think the side quests are all really good, and I think that they're all worth exploring. I will 100% agree with that. On the simple fact of uh, when the game came out, I probably spent a good two or three hours before actually jumping into like heavy main story stuff, doing nothing but side missions. Just all the side quests I could, just because I knew eventually they're going to pile up and I'm I'm not going to want to go back through and finish them. But well, I mean, Most of the time, we don't finish side missions in games anyways. How do we finish these episodes then? <laughs> but like, no, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it's one of those where I honestly do enjoy the side quests. All of them, there are some that are fetch quests, of course, but in an open world game, you're going to have that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. For I the think m- that it's hard to avoid that stuff in open world games. Yeah. But for the most part, even the fetch quest were still fun. They still felt like you were accomplishing something. It it wasn't like Sonic Frontiers where everything was fetch quest. Just collecting essentially. Exactly. This didn't feel like a collect upon. It felt like you were your side quest, your fetch quest, all of it. It actually felt like you were doing something to progress the story one way or another. I want to say the flying is also really good. That's a part of the gameplay yeah. that I really enjoyed Ooh. was the flying. I will tell you, the game is a chore until you get your first broom. Yeah. <laughs> the game, traversing the map is an absolute chore until you get your first broom. But when you get it, it feels like you can go anywhere in the war, in the on the map and you can get there pretty quickly. And it's really good. And, and you know, Matt, you kind of talked about how you know, as far as the map, there is a lot of you feel like copy and paste and stuff like that. Um, I do feel like there is. I like how the kind of the world of Harry Potter is expanded upon. Yeah, same. Because obviously, this game, the story takes place obviously thousands of years before the events of Harry Potter. But yeah. I like how this world's a little bit expanded upon because in the movies. It's mainly just Hogwarts, Hogsmeade, and that's pretty much it. You, and, and like you know, you see Gringotts, you see the the, the Ministry of Magic, but the you burrow. see, you, yeah, like you see all that. You see like the Quidditch World Cup. You see like a lot of that, but you don't really see a lot of like I feel like you don't see like a lot of the mines or the caves and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. I feel like that was really that was really damn cool. The last thing I want to say positive wise, and this is a big positive for me, whoever the artistic designer was behind creating Hogwarts in this game. Oh, God, yes. Fantastic job. You did a fantastic job. I I thought that was... I wish that the entire game took place there. Uh, Obviously, we'll get... I'll get into... When we do critique, I'll I'll get into a a little bit of why. I'm kind of disappointed that more of the game doesn't take place at Hogwarts. But I felt like I spent so much time at Hogwarts, and I would still, like, hours later be finding new things. And among that, whether it's like, you know, the Demi guises that you look for, I know Kyle has had to collect a lot of those. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that out like that. I I loved finding kind of the entrances, the different common rooms. You obviously can't go to them, like seeing the fat lady portrait 
for Gryffindor was awesome. I yeah. I thought that Hufflepuff's entrance was really damn fun. I, I like that one. That one was funny how it's basically in the wine cellar, and if you're not in Hufflepuff and you walk up to it, it sprays you with vinegar and it hurts you. So, Kyle, I know you had something to add, so I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, speaking on the side missions, uh, the ones where you go to learn the three different curses, I think, are yes. the best side missions in the game. Especially yes. the way that they ended, where Sebastian is trying to find a cure for his sister, and he ends up tr finding, you know, this relic and uh, the scriptorium that used to belong to Salazar Slytherin. He really starts going down this dark path, but it's for a good reason. It's all, you know, in order to find a cure, and he's really showing that he will do anything in order to save his sister. At the very last mission, um, his uncle comes down to the catacomb where he's at practicing some dark magic in order to learn how to cure Anne. And he tries to stop Sebastian, and Sebastian kills him. Yep. That was such a heavy moment outside of the main story. I was that that had me like, holy shit! I did not see that coming, and it was you know because I'm gonna be honest. I thought that Ominous was gonna be the one to step in, and I thought that we were gonna have to kill Ominous. Yeah. I did I not expect it to be his uncle because then you're given a choice. Yeah. After you, you know, go through that mission, you can choose to send Sebastian to Azkaban, or you can, you know, keep him, but it's it's so fucked that, you know, his sister, obviously she gets cursed by Victor Rookwood, one of the main people in the game, and then, you know, she's already lost her parents, Sebastian kills her uncle, then he goes to Azkaban, it's just such a dark storyline for you know this npc that i i really enjoyed you know as sadistic as that sounds i thought that it was definitely something that should have been a main story thing if i'm being honest because the fact yeah, that it's a I side agree. story the fact yes. that you could completely yep. miss this was wild see i, I didn't even question. send him to azkaban i have okay, so I, that was my question was i want to know did y'all send him to azkaban or did y'all defend him I defended, I defended him. Defended him. Defended him. Yeah. Boy, I'm the only true Slytherin. I'll ride his ass out. Damn. I said, uh-uh. You go the man to jail, was, buddy. The man was suffering enough. He felt bad. I was like, that's <laughs> the worst kind of pain. He knew what he did. the worst kind of pain you're going to deal with. Azkaban is nothing compared to that. Damn. I'm sure, I'm sure Voldemort suffered too, Thacker. Anyway, <laughs> well, Voldemort sure, was a nuisance sure. little bitch. I'm sure he suffered too. That yeah, Sebastian's a little bitch. I got annoyed by his ass after a while. I thought Sebastian was great. I thought Sebastian was annoying as hell. I sent his ass off with a swiftness. So, Matt, I know you had something to add. Um, now, what I really did like about the side missions is the there are these primary ones that you'll be doing as you interact with some of the students. So, Kyle talked about Sebastian's. Um, so, Slytherin House. There's there's that one. Um, I liked that some of these characters uh, from from their respective houses play a big key role in the game, such as uh, the Gryffindor, not Psy. I like that her Natty, story, yeah. Natty. I like that her story coincided with the Dark Wizards, and then eventually you get to Harlow, who is a uh, main villain in the game. And then I liked Poppy's whole storyline about poachers 
and how they introduce, you know, basically dragon cockfights. Um, yes. Rescuing all different kinds of, you know, magical beasts because there's poachers everywhere. And then I like the conclusion to her story when it comes to you team up. Wait with a minute, Matt. Matt, you said magical beasts? Yeah, magical dare, beasts. Dare, dare I say... Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> you. plug in the movie. You plug in the movie. It's on, it's on HBO Max if you want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, let's just get free advertisement to Warner Brothers and, uh, you know, uh, HBO... You want to throw anybody else in there other than anyway, our actual sponsors? I couldn't let that go without making that joke. That was, like that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I did. I, I That was really funny, actually. I like the conclusion of her story, how, you know, you basically unite with the uh, with the Santars, who have such a hard time trusting witches and wizards. That was so Southern. How you said you that. The man said Santars. 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 Santars, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, and, you know, you, you find the Snidgets, and um, I think that the only house that kind of got screwed over in this game was Ravenclaw, because the most I remember is doing some yeah, astronomy, quiz, astronomy, yeah. is doing some girl's quiz in the library, and then finding uh, another Ravenclaw's gobstones. Uh, well, there's the, the astronomy. There's a mitt as well. Yeah, a mitt was... Uh, yeah, a mitt was Ravenclaw, yeah. yeah. He was, was Ravenclaw with all the, uh, yeah. Yeah. like, telescope shit. Yep. Astrology. Yep. Yeah, astrology. astrology. Astrology are not the same thing. Ooh, pastrami. Oh <laughs> astrology <laughs> is that stupid shit. That stupid Pisces, Taurus, divination shit. I'm a Scorpio. That's divination. Astronomy is the shit with the star stacker. Astronomy is a to, to be fair, some of the constellations were like Scorpius, Leo, like shit like that. So I mean, I was I was half there. Thacker, you were not. Anyway, Thacker <laughs> judges people based off of their star signs. Like, and Thacker, like, you're halfway employed by side mission. Anyways, Ouch, man, I, I served my year. I served my year. And now you're gonna serve okay, five okay. more in Azkaban. Damn right. No, that's the point that I wanted to add. With that, there are a lot of like special side missions that you do, and I, I, I like the fact that they fit those in there along with the main story. I agree. I think that the side missions are phenomenal, and I think that the character development and the storytelling that's done within them is great. Now, getting into critique, that's a great segue because the main story is about as average as average gets. It, it The main story, at least in my opinion, in my mm. opinion, yeah. I yeah. I don't think that this is a very compelling main story at all. I think it waits far too late try to make any kind of an emotional impact. And I think that the biggest issue in the story is that, one, depending on how you act, the story's not good. Like, if you're all evil, like I know Kyle was, how he chose the power at the end for himself. <laughs> Indeed I was. Like, like, what was the point of the story? <laughs> like, at that point, like, and I'm, not, I'm not saying Kyle played the game the wrong way. I don't think there is a wrong way I to play. did. <laughs> but think about it from the perspective of, You've gone along this whole time trying to find this power, trying to stop Ranrock, and then you keep it for yourself. You do that. What's the fucking point of it all? Kyle, like that's, what was the point? That, like, that's the, well, Kyle, I don't that really care. Again, I, again I, exactly, that's the problem. But, but <laughs> again, I'm not saying that as a way to say that Kyle played it wrong. I'm just saying that I feel like that's a misstep in storytelling if the ending doesn't really line up with your choices 
And if those choices there then relegate everything before then pointless, I feel like that's bad storytelling. And at that point, you really shouldn't have dialogue options. You really shouldn't have different paths that you can go down. And there's no morality system also, by the way, whatsoever. You can cast curses the entire game and it not mean a thing. Which was fun, but in retrospect, it's very flawed. It's especially very, it's very very flawed go ahead backer i was gonna say especially after you see how sebastian handling all the curses went like he he essentially turned evil and, and for no there being no more brutality for the main character in the game just kind of felt lackluster yeah, yeah, like that's that, that's the thing, and again, like, and I know Kyle's sitting there seething at the keyboard, like, "Well, I had fun casting about it," <laughs> and and I agree, it was a lot of fun, and then that, like, I I don't think that was a big issue at all. I think that the issue is when you look at the fact that there's really no punishment for casting curses the whole time. Like in the movie, think about in Goblet of Fire, when Alistair Moody casts them in the classroom. You see the reactions by the students. They're called the unforgivable curses. And yet in this, there, there's just no punishment whatsoever for it. I'm not doing the Voldemort impression, Thacker. I will not do that. I that. Yeah. So, was how pronounced it earlier. God, how'd you pronounce it? He said, abracadabra. <laughs> so kyle i want to go back to the map because the map is another massive negative for me it's a massive negative and it's a negative because i remember when i went what i thought was as far south as possible and then i got to the point seer coast and the trophy popped for discovering the coast then i opened the map again and I realized that I was still 5,000 meters away from my <laughs> objective. And I was ready to throw my dual sense because yeah. this map is too damn big and it's too damn empty. I just fixed that dual sense. I have done so much of this side shit in this game. And for a while, it was fun getting to explore everything. And now it's just an absolute chore. I am. Honestly, ready for it to be done. I think that especially with me knowing that the only reason I'm doing this is for a trophy, there's no actual like in-game rewards for completing all of these things because I've already done all of the challenges. They're all complete. It's kind of yeah. stupid that they're still in there. Like, why is there just so much needless collectathon shit? And then when you go back through the map, once you've collected everything, you really start to realize how empty that shit is because there's you know enemies sprinkled all over the place sure but one thing that i think i really really enjoyed about hogwarts and hogsmeade was how i could interact with every single little thing everything was moving it felt alive it was so fun to just sit there and you know take in the environment but you could pick anywhere on the map you fly out there on your broom stand there and it's just dead it's quiet, there's nothing happening around you, you know, even if there's enemies, once you defeat them, there's nothing there, you know, it's just the wind blowing, and there's trees. It's just nothing to really interact with. Not a you lot know, to of, do. A wise, a wise man once said, 
It seems like all roads lead to Hogsmeade. <laughs> and that's another problem I have with this fucking game, is the amount of repeated dialogue, bro. Do you know how many different flu flames are in this game that you have yeah. to go around to for the trophy, right? I unlocked every single one of them, and now I can travel wherever I want. Awesome. Tell me why every single fucking time I travel somewhere, when I'm just going somewhere to get, like, a collectible, I'll be there for two seconds. And she has to say, off on another <laughs> adventure, are we? I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to hear that every there, single time. Is there a cozier place than Hogsmeade? Yes. Uh, the fire pit where this game will be going once I have platinumed it. I'm getting my money. <laughs> and then I'm done with this game. And yeah. then he's going to request a refund. I wish I could do that. <laughs> you know... I will say this is kind of what I alluded to earlier, and it's that I thought that Hogwarts was incredibly intricately designed and artistically, it's one of the coolest areas in an open world game that I've ever seen. Like, it, it really is breathtaking how accurate and how true to the source material Hogwarts feels in this game. However, there's a big issue with that, and it's in two, it's a two-part problem. One, the rest of the map design was very lackluster. Very, very lazy, very copy and paste. There's not a lot of color in any of it. It's a lot of just kind of brown and gray yeah. and yeah. a little bit of green. green. There's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of design. And then the other part of it, and this is my biggest problem with this entire game. It is called Hogwarts Legacy. So why do I spend 70% of the game not at Hogwarts? Right. Yep. Why why do I spend, especially in the main story? Why do I spend so much of the main story not at Hogwarts? Like, yep. And and I and I get it, man. A lot of it is you go to classes, and a lot of it is going to the map chamber, and that's cool and all. But you don't spend that much time at Hogwarts at all, in my opinion, unless you're just running around looking for collectibles or going to classes. Like, I just don't feel like you're spending that much time there. And I don't know. I'm. I was very disappointed in that. I was very disappointed in the fact that a game called Hogwarts Legacy, where Hogwarts is the best thing on the map, you don't spend a lot. Of, you don't spend near enough time there, in my opinion. And I don't feel like there's enough of a reward to just go around exploring in Hogwarts because you end up going around in a damn circle half the time. You do. Yeah. So, <laughs> Revelio. <laughs> exactly. Like you end up just spamming Revelio, looking for pages. Damn it. Like that's literally all you end up doing. So, Matt. I wanted to touch a little bit on the, the combat as well, because I agree with you. Yeah. The combat is awesome for the most part. I feel like the problem, though, once you settle in and you find your spells, for me personally, and I'll let you get, if you disagree with me, you can tell me. Yeah. I really felt like when you find those spells you really like using, it's really hard to justify going to any other spells. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of spells here. Um, and the fact that once you use one, you have to have a, a refresh for it. So when enemies are constantly like getting new colored shields and I'm like, I'm, Hey, I've already used a Pulso. I've already used Flipendo and Repulso and, and, and wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> 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 um, and like the fact yeah, that it's, I'm just I have, I've come up, I, I've, I, you know, I have a setup where, you know, I, I make it easy for me to remember where my spells are because in the middle of combat, I'm constantly getting hit on. Hit on. <laughs> I'm constantly, I'm constantly getting. You know what? Let me just. I'm constantly, there was I'm romance constantly, options in this game. I'm constantly. I'm constantly getting shot at. <laughs> let me. Just, 
But with guns, there's guns in this game. <laughs> I, I swear to God, there's like uh, there's so many times where I I deflect an attack, but then another one comes and hits me literally a second right after I deflect, and then obviously I can't act fast enough, so I get hit. Um, and a lot of these enemies are what I like to call damage sponges, especially they if you're be. not, if especially if you're not like leveling up your uh, your gear, because that's another reason why I hate these gear systems, like these these loot systems with gear, as I'm constantly changing it. By the way, I do appreciate whoever came up with the idea that you can hide stuff because I don't want to wear a dorky hat or glasses just to have some higher like gear. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I like that you like can hide it. Wacky. um but just all of that combined with the combat is i i will say after a while i avoid combat as best as i can if it's like forced on me yeah whatever but when you play the game for so many hours and you're just doing the same things over and over again i'm kind of just like here we go again. I'm just going to cast Flipendo and I'm going to do this and then this and this. And, you know, it's just like that for like a good portion of the game because <laughs> there's like yeah. posters, there's dark wizards, there's trolls. And the worst of all, there's spiders. <laughs> I really want to show this game to an arachnophobe. <laughs> the, in- the inferiors were the ones that I really hated. I hated yeah. fighting them because you had to actually oh, yeah. burn them in order to actually yeah. do damage. Yeah, thanks, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that shit, that shit sucked. But Thacker, yeah. you mentioned you had another critique. This one was with the beast. Yes. Okay. I love it. I love it on the simple fact of we all know we love Pokemon around here, with oh, no. maybe Don't the exception of Kyle. Oh God! Don't you dare! <laughs> I have an issue with the whole shiny bullshit method. Oh, come on. No, no. Man, okay, yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is stretching it a bit. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not even the main part of my issues with the beast. All right? That's just the itty-bitty sprinkles. Wait, what beast? Shiny beasts. Oh, I the love shinies. the shiny beast. I have, like, a shiny everything. Oh. Well, good for you, Matt. I'm not mad. I that, was, that. that was I Kyle. Just, that's <laughs> the point. <laughs> 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 that. Because Matt, Matt's a shiny hunter. That's the point. Not really. Not really. (laughs) But no. So that's my minor issue with the beast. The major thing I have is you're only allowed to have so many beasts in your like room of requirement. I do agree with that. That was frustrating. Especially because these beasts also give you materials for you to upgrade your gear, stuff like that. Like to only have four species of each in your one of two. Beast five? area? No, you have five. Five. Yeah, uh, play the game a little bit more, and your thing starts to open up. You have five different areas. <laughs> I have, I have that... beaten the game, my dude. <laughs> yes, he I know. It's all side stuff. You have to talk more. to Deke in the rumor requirement. You get five different areas that you can put beasts into. Yeah, there's a lot. I promise. Uh, I know that that wasn't how you meant it, Kyle, but that was one of your best lines in this podcast, saying <laughs> just play the game a little bit. <laughs> Zachary, you gotta Wait. want it. It's the room requirement. You're like, I don't <laughs> yeah, you gotta want it. I got five. I don't know what you got, but <laughs> no, yeah. If you talk to Deke a little two. bit more, um, he gives you more side fuck? quests and it opens up your room requirement a ton. You'll get five different vivariums that you can put four different species in each. I actually have one vivarium that has four different species for each species, and then I have an extra one that I could put two new species and there's just not that many in there okay well 
I I have not gotten a single quest from Deke or ever. Slap him. Game, game a little bit more. <laughs> obviously, obviously. <laughs> well, Thacker, what other criticisms did you have? Because I know you've obviously played a lot of this game. Uh, with the thirty-six hours I've played, I oof. only thirty-six. Uh, right. Right, that's, that's a low number for me right now. Don't say only. I've played. I've played like twenty. So, like, that's a low number for me on open world games. So, but I mean, Matt, you're right. The combat, Kyle. Some of these quests, honestly, outside of that stuff, I my biggest issue is there's one, not enough variety in enemies. I do yeah, agree with that. Agreed. It's yeah, the same enemies yeah, over and over and over enemies. again. And I do like, agree with that, yeah. Because of the simple fact of when you look into the depth of like where this game came from, the entirety of it, there's all kinds of creatures to fight. There's the basilisk, there's spiders, trolls, all of that. But then you also have outside forces including that. Yes, we get the goblins and we get the uh dark wizards. But I would have loved to have fought a Death Eater in this game. Exactly. Same. Or a Dementor. I, I would have Ooh. loved that. I actually would have loved that. Now that you mention it, I would have loved that. That would have like, probably raised my score a full point. Yeah, like, and the thing is, oh, go ahead. You, if you play as Hufflepuff, you get to go to Azkaban one time for a single hallway just to talk to somebody. You don't get to fight the Dementors or anything. And it's like... I think that's lousy. I get giving each house their own one special quest, but at the same time, that is lousy that this huge part that is talked about in the game, we don't get to visit it, we don't get to see it, we don't get to even see it in the background, like off in the distance or anything. It's just a thought, pretty much. Yeah, uh, that's, that, that's That's probably my biggest critique is like, if you're going to make quests that are specific to each house, at least be able to give more to those quests and be able to give more variety in enemies. I will say there's a lot of people that specifically because of the gear throughout like the destiny comparisons. Yeah. And first of all, destiny's better. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was just trying to trigger Kyle. And I'm not trying to. I could also trigger him by saying Modoc, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> Modoc, but <laughs> well, this is going to be the end of this episode of Side Mission. Um, I'm kidding, <laughs> but I think that in terms of mission design, I will say the quests. I thought that some of the late game quests were really interesting, and I loved the trials for the most part. I thought that the trial where you you know used the Deathly Hallow. Yes, that was that awesome. Was, I thought that was pretty badass, especially the art design and how the world went full black and white. Like I, I loved that. I Just thought like that was great. That was so, awesome. So I think that the thing is, if you're a Harry Potter fan, like a massive Harry Potter fan, I feel like you're gonna love this game. Like I don't feel like I don't feel like you could go into this game and be disappointed. I feel like you'd be, you'd love it. And I I am a a fairly big Harry Potter fan. I've read all the books, seen most of the movies. I stopped at Order of the Phoenix because Order of the Phoenix was kind of mid. Uh, but that being said, 
I still kind of just find myself wishing that there was a little bit more to the main story. I wish that there was a little bit more depth to the world that this game takes place in, because I feel like I feel like there's quite a bit that just kind of got pushed to the wayside. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of left this and kind of credit as an open field, and there's nothing else there. I feel like Kyle's 100% right that the map is too damn fucking big. Yeah. And they would have been very easy to make that smaller. Now, in terms of a review score, because we don't really do those here at Side Mission, we're not IGN, we don't just give every single game the same score, or now I guess movies, because they do <laughs> movies now, I guess, but we can go around the table, or we can go around kind of the Discord and just kind of talk about it. Um, I'm sitting pretty squarely at a 7.5. That That's pretty squarely where I'll sit. We'll go to Kyle, then Matt, then Thacker, and you can just kind of talk about why you're sitting at that score. Kyle, what score are you sitting at for this game? I'm going to say about a 7, 7.5, because it's really, I think, at first, captivating. When you first started up, it's so much to see, so much to look at, a lot of new uh, shiny bells and whistles, but as you go on, things just get so repetitive, copy and pasted, and the the main story just really wasn't that great, in my opinion. I found myself enjoying the side stories more. So, you know, with a game this massive, I wanted a little bit more to do in the open world that wasn't collectathon shit, or a smaller world with maybe a more tight-knit story that had more than, you know, a character death at the very end that, with one simple dialogue choice completely changes whether or not it even matters, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd give it about a 7.5. Um, I'm probably sitting at a 7 out of 10, mostly for the fact that uh, what the game does well, it does it really well. Like, you can see the love for the Wizarding World or the devs, you know, attention to detail with the ghosts, the paintings moving, you know, instruments playing by themselves and like a lot of callbacks to certain like characters, like their history, like, you know, the headmistress is, is a Weasley. Um, you got the Gaunts, you got like characters that have, you're like, Oh, I know that last name. Like, I love the fact that the devs had so much passion for this game um, and there's a lot of hits and misses. Um, the main story is definitely one of the things that's not going to stick with me when it comes to like when I, you know, think about this game. Um, especially, I'm sorry, why did he have to transform to a dragon? <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> why, was kinda, why did Ranrock have to become a dragon? That was kind of, that was a what the fuck moment right there. Also, how, yeah. completely, how, how completely useless Rookwood was. And then he just kind of shows up out of the blue and takes you and you fight him. And like, like I'm sitting there because again, seven out of ten because lackluster story. A lot of the side missions have better story than the main mission. Um, but just Hogsmeade and Hogwarts and the love for the franchise it, it's just something that I think really excels here. So that's why I'm kind of where I'm sitting at. Honestly, I, I'm fully with you guys. I'm at about a seven to seven and a half. The game, what it does really well, does look fantastic. The little, the critiques and everything are definitely what pulls it away. I love the attention to detail, especially because not only, as Matt put out, the 
names and some of the characters, but even just how magical Hogwarts feels. Like you have armor pieces or armor sets that are literally sitting there as you walk by hitting each other or smashing each other. The game looks great, but at an overall thing, it personally, the negatives on it, the uh, the critiques that this game has definitely can't hold it up higher than an eight. Yeah, I, I've said this so many times. I could justify giving it an eight. I couldn't justify giving it any higher. I just couldn't. And I think yeah. that anyone that says this is a front runner for game of the year early, well, for one, I'd like to point out we see this happen every year where a game comes out really early in the year and a lot of people love it. And where does it end up in the game of the year race? If it's even a finalist, typically that's as far as it goes. It's a finalist and that's it. It's not going to win. And I think that when you look at the games that still have yet to come out this year, hard for me to call this a game of the year, you know, contender. It's it's really hard for me to say that. Um, and that's just taking into account the aspects that are just about the game and its merit. That's not taking into account all the other stuff. And if you were wondering if we're going to get into all that stuff, the answer is fuck no, because this is how you review a game based on the game itself and not what one person says. So that is going right. to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can check us out on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, for Kyle, for Matt, for Thacker, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.